When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, it is the silly season after all, and it feels like golf has taken that quite literally with John Rahm's defection to live last week, causing major shockwaves throughout the sport. The money is one thing, but the PGA Tour, rumours of who is likely to follow, is a continued concern as they try and get some sort of deal over the line. Meanwhile, a couple of really good people in golf, Jason Day and our very own Lydia Coe, have won the inaugural Grant Thornton Invitational adding a nice result for what has been a tough year for Lydia in particular. Uh, David Bileski uh, is always available to chat to us here on SCNZ, which is absolutely fantastic. He is Deep Dive Golf on Twitter. It's the last time uh, I shall have a chance to chat to him anywhere this year. Uh, David, thank you very much for your contributions this year, and thanks for giving us a bit of time this morning as well. Yeah, good morning. Morning, Sally. Yeah, pleasure. Good to speak with you again. Okay, so let's uh, start on the the positives. Yes, Jason Day and Lydia Ko and the the Grant Thornton. I, I watched them come down the stretch yesterday. Uh, it's uh, an interesting concept. Is it is it a keeper? Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was good to it's it's great to see you know uh, new initiatives and new formats like this that are actually, in my opinion, going to grow the game. We've seen something similar on the DP World Tour with the um, the Volvo mixed in the um, on the DP World Tour. We've seen in mixture of the ladies and the men playing at the same time and really there's there's no reason why you can't do that if it's structured correctly so um look it was it was fantastic to see the the Antic team get across the line um thought tony Fennell and um his partner played very well and um you know to to come down down the stretch and get the job done was was very pleasing but for me it's uh, it's the sort of initiative that actually is going to grow the game as game of golf um it's going to attract new viewers and it's that sort of innovative thinking where um you're project- presenting something new where you're getting the best of both worlds with lpga and pga tour players um competing at the same time i liked it because they had given it some decent thought because one of the biggest talking points of course uh if you look to play men with women or men against women etc in the same sort of format is distance uh, and I thought they were very clever about how they went about uh, the distance side of things. And they also did uh, an initiative, uh, which I found interesting, on the par threes, um, you part alternative balls, so we, we, or you play the alternative balls from the tee shots. So I thought that was quite a good concept too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, there's, and there are ways around this. That's the that's the thing. I mean, we've seen it. So the Scandinavian Open's been, been running for... Uh, sorry, the the Volvo Scandinavian mix been running for quite some time now, um, and you know it's a, a format which is an individual leaderboard, whereas the Grant Thornton was a, a team based event. Um, but with the Volvo, you know they've got the the women and the men on exactly the same leaderboard, and we've actually seen um, a young uh, talent, Lynn Grant, um, won that in 2022, um, and became the first um, woman to win a DP World Tour event, which is, is fantastic to see. So um, more of it, I say, just um, we need to bring on the innovation and keep um, growing the game and attracting, um, you know, these these new events where the format can really make a difference and actually provide something really engaging and something different from the, the kind of regular events that we see rolled out sort of um, 30, 40 times a year. 
It was nice to see uh, Lydia Ko uh, with a smile on her face. Of course, the money doesn't mean uh, that much to her these days, but performance still does. Um, so uh, how do you think um, Lydia will look back on this year? I mean, compared to last year, it's no comparison, is there? Yeah, look, I mean, it was it was a tough season for, for Lydia, and it's 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 interesting, right? I mean, these things come in waves when it, when it comes to golfers, and Lydia's kind of last year just had such a stellar year. I mean, it was... Uh, you know, it was really a landmark return for her, and you know, Anna has slipped backwards a little bit here, and I think by her own admission, she would she would acknowledge that. But you know, what a great way to be in the season, and hopefully, it means that she can kick on in twenty twenty four to to bigger and better things. Rightio, uh, the big news, of course, of uh, the golfing world in the last uh, week, I suppose it's fair to say, is uh, the defection, and we call, still continue to call it the defection across the live golf. Uh, by John Rahm, who had made all sorts of noises against the possibility of he's ever going to do it to the extent that I've got enough money, I don't need it. Uh, but he's gone. He has, yeah. And um, look, it's a, there's no doubt about it. It's it's certainly a, a big victory for Liv, grabbing arguably one of the, the biggest biggest three uh, golfers in the world. Um, you've got Rahm, Hovland, Scheffler, McElroy, um, really is is almost the big four now um, in professional golf. And, yeah, picking up John Rahm's a, a real coup for them. And in some ways, it makes a lot of sense, right? John Rahm won the Masters this year, put on the green jacket, and that for him's now opened up. Um, obviously, gives him lifetime entry to the Masters, but gives him sort of five to ten years in the other majors where he's guaranteed entry into all of them while the, the world golf rankings um, get sorted out to... Um, for Liv and how it integrates into the wider system of golf as it stands. So in many ways, if if one of the big guys was going to go, Ram made the most sense after that that win. I think there was a real real turning point probably in his thinking where he went, okay, well, you know, they're they're throwing enough money at me, and and you know, we're not talking a, a small amount of money, nine hundred and fifty million New Zealand dollars for um, for three odd years apparently is is what the deals come down to. Um, and he's still going to get to play all the majors. Um, I think it's it's been a real kick in the guts for the PGA Tour, and a real kick in the guts for for golf fans. I I, I struggle to see how any of this is going to continue to be good for um, you know the the people who probably matter the most, which are the ones who are watching the the tournaments, um, producing the revenue, and um, the the fans of golf are, are going to suffer unfortunately. So. So have they got any more targets? I mean, I mean, the only guy I can think who currently is really playing on a regular basis is Rory, who's been their biggest foe, their biggest uh, spokesman against them. Is, 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 could they sign anyone bigger than Ram? To be fair, not really. I mean, I, I think that that, uh, as you said, McElroy has been so outspoken on on Liv. I mean, if McElroy signed, I think that would just end the whole thing um, because there'd be there'd be kind of no way back from there. Um, but I, I don't I don't expect to do that. It'd be such a huge team of face. I don't think it'd even it would even be possible for him. Um, I think Scotty Scheffler is also unlikely, and um, Hovland still has a few things that he'll need to to really tick off. I think before a live golf cap contract comes in and, and namely um, picking up a major and making sure that he's getting entries into all the other majors so of the big guys Ram was 
was the the guy who was going to go if it was ever going to happen. His name had been rumoured previously, but I really think that was the turning point was was getting that major victory and guaranteeing those entries for for many many years to come. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, it, it does. It gives the golf a lot of legitimacy. It, it's they've there's no doubt about it. They've claimed a huge scalp, and with that, it's going to um, perhaps open up the doors for others. I think that's inevitable. Um, the the rumour is that Tony Fino and Toro Hatton um, will probably follow. Um, Sandra Schofflay and Patrick Handley have also been rumoured and there's murmurings about them going as well and when a big guy like John Rahm goes, I mean that just you know does open the, the door for, for a lot of other players um, to, to follow suit and my fear out of all of this is just where where does it leave golf in, in 15 to 20 years? Where Where is the game of professional golf going to be? Because we're now at, at real risk that if if a merger doesn't happen between the PGA Tour and Live Golf, that golf ends up becoming tennis. You know, where you've got so many tournaments with nobody playing at the same time, it's hard to know which tournaments matter and which don't. And invariably, you end up watching Wimbledon and the French Open and the US Open and the Australian Open, and that's kind of it because that's when all the the big players are playing together. And, And that's what golf risks becoming now um it, it risks becoming that that all these other tournaments nobody can really be bothered with them and they just watch um watch the majors and they just say you know give me a call in april when the masters is back on um it's yeah it's it's a real it's it's a real difficult um thing to wrap your head around of where this is going to go and what what comes next after this because um i, I do think it backs pga into a bit of a corner um they almost could probably feel now that they have to get this merger done um, in some way to, to make sure they're getting uh, RAM into some of their tournaments and, and dropping some of the sanctions that have prevented um, the players competing on both of the tours. But, yeah, it's a, it's a real mess. And, um, I mean, I'm, unfortunately with golf, it's, it's, it is a bit of a niche sport and it hasn't got the viewership of something like um, soccer, which, you know, has obviously been split for many, many years. And now you're just going to have less stars um, spread across two tournaments um, competing at the same time, which is a real shame for the fans. does have a lot of female uh, interest, though, uh, and I just wonder whether uh, live women's golf is ever any going to be a possibility. I mean, with the Saudis, uh, with their human rights issues, etc., would they entertain a, a women's live equivalent? Uh, yep, I mean that's that's already in the pipeline, and my understanding is they're they're looking at the Ladies European Tour and targeting um, buying that out as well. So, yeah, I mean, look, they're they're just going to throw absolutely as much money at it as as they like until um, you know they get what they want, and it's yeah, it's getting to a point of. of not really knowing what they want, you know, is it just simply um, sports washing and improving their their image on a on a global scale, um, and you know, washing some of those those human rights issues under the carpet because um, because they've got their finger in so many different pots. Um, it's it's certainly not from a business case. I mean, to put into perspective what this this RAM deal means. I mean, the the PGA Tour earns ten percent of the revenue of the NBA. In a, in a season, it, it earns about 1.5 billion US dollars in a season in revenue all up, and that's from all sources, you know, TV revenue, merchandise, ticket sales, etc. Um, and these sort of deals that these players are now getting are the equivalent of NBA contracts, and they're only getting 10% of the viewership of, of something like the NBA. 
so there's there's no there's no business case for this it's it is completely unsustainable i mean we're living in a in a very obvious bubble when it comes to golf and unfortunately now these players have an expectation that that's what they believe that they're worth they they believe that they're worth you know 950 million new zealand dollars uh, and unfortunately that is that it's simply not the case. Um, there's there's no case to be made from a business point of view here. So that's my fear: is is where where does it go if Saudi do eventually pull the plug, or um, you know, in three four years they go actually, you know, we're not making a return on on our investment, and they have to reduce the the salaries and reduce the purses as a result. And I think that if you're a golfer sitting outside the top hundred in the the world rankings, I mean, this is kind of the the death knell for for your career, um, because it's going to really become a very very narrow field in terms of the top events. Um, I think there'll be you know uh, you'll be able to make a living, but it certainly won't be as good for the sort of journeyman golfer um, as as it has been. Um, some of the the other guys who have been playing in these these full field events, um, you might might find that fields are drastically reduced in whatever the new format becomes. You know, maybe just sixty, seventy guys in the the big events, and um, just narrow it down to the stars. And they may be the ones who who bring in the revenue. But I think it's a real shame for golf because um, one of the unique aspects of it is when you've got these hundred fifty man fields, is that anyone can win on that day, and you've you've seen some fabulous stories in golf of you know journeymen um, finally getting a victory and, and beating some of the big boys, and and that's been some of the appeal of the game. So it's it's a shame to to lose that. We hear the great stories, the big, the big money stories, and we hear about who wins and the five million dollar paycheck that they get for winning in Live Golf. But uh, I would be interested to know and uh, to chat to people who are at the bottom end of Live Golf. In fact, the guys that uh, made up the numbers for Greg Norman initially and are nowhere to be found. Yeah, and and it's, that's also going to be interesting is to see how those guys, you know, I mean, there's, there's obviously an extremely limited field when it comes to live golf in terms of the number of players who um, are contracted just for 48. So, you know, every time that, that somebody gets signed, it means that one of those lower-tiered guys are dropping off. And, yeah, and they, they kind of disappear into the wilderness or um, some of them have ended up on the Asian Tour, on the DP World Tour, Um yeah, I mean, look, you know, for some of them, if they've been at the end of their careers, you know, they may not be the worst thing in the world. And, you know, they might, might think, well, I've made my, my payday and I've, you know, set up my family um, for the rest of their life and um, and just have to deliver it from that, that perspective. But, yeah. Oh, we might have lost David momentarily. Just to see if he's still there. Uh, he'll probably still be talking, realising that we're not listening at this point because uh, he's uh, just disappeared at this point. We need to ask uh, David, too, about um, what's coming up. What's he looking forward to in the early part of next year uh, about the golfing calendar? Uh, what stage will Ryan Fox enter the fray? I think he was looking at about a six-week gap. So that that would, uh, would be interesting to, to note. So... Hopefully he's back there, David. Yeah, um, I, I don't know what happened there, David, but that's, yeah, that, that'd be an interesting thing. In terms of what's coming up uh, in the early stages of next year, you know, uh, when it kicks back into gear in what, mid to late January, what, what are you looking forward to? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the PGA Tour kicks off with the Century Tournament of Champions, um, which 
is uh, the defending champion is John Rahm. So that's going to be extremely interesting to see if they're going to allow him to play, if he's going to be there, and what the 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 um yeah what the the situation is there because that would be a real shame of um seeing that that great course in um Kapalua and seeing the the best players from the the season previous who have who've all um, won on the PGA Tour um and and the best performers basically going up and and not even having the defending champion there but I think would be um a real shame so that that kicks off the the PGA Tour and um yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see some changes to to the formats that have been announced this is supposed to finish by the 31st of December. For me, it's it's never it's never felt further away from being being done um, after this recent signing. It's yeah, it's a, it's it's a real shame. It's a, it's a bit of a mess. But um, on the DP World Tour, they've got another tournament in Dubai that I'm really looking forward to, the Dubai Invitational, which is played at the Dubai Creek Golf Club which uh, hosted the Dubai Deezer Classic a, a couple of times, and um, I've played there previously in my time in Dubai, and it's a, it's a great course down by the creek Oof. in Dubai, so that'll be an interesting um, look as well. It'll be a lot of fun. Fantastic, David. Hey, great to catch up with you again, mate, and thank you so much for uh, just getting us a, a little bit better informed on the John Rahm situation, and uh, we'll just uh, wait with bated breath to see where this uh, actually ends up. But um, from my behalf, anyway, mate, it's been a great year chatting to you, and uh, I wish you uh, a very Merry Christmas, and uh, hopefully um, we can do something in the new year and get something sorted. Thank, thanks so much for your time, mate. I appreciate it. Yeah, very Merry Christmas to, to you and Louis and all the crew, mate. And, um, yeah, have a, have a great time. Enjoy your time over in Australia watching the croaker as well. Um, yep. Yeah, I know that you've uh, been doing a pretty tough travelling to, to India and Australia watching the croaker around the world. So um, enjoy yeah. that. Hope it goes well. Yeah, your sympathies uh, is gratefully received, mate. Thank you very much. Have, have a terrific <laughs> time. David Pileski there.